0: Welcome everybody to The Word Made Flesh, the podcast where we explore the life, teachings, and legacy of Jesus Christ as told through the Bible. I'm your host, Fitz Criddle, and I'm so delighted you've joined me on this episode, which is so close to my heart. Because our topic for today shaped a significant part of my Christian journey. You see, for over a decade, I had the incredible privilege of serving on an evangelism ministry team when I was a local member at the Potter's House in Dallas, Texas. Those years were nothing short of amazing. And they taught me the power of faith, compassion, and the profound impact we can have on the lives of others through the message of Jesus Christ. In this episode, we're digging into the why and the how of sharing the good news. Why this is this so meaningful to me and why it should matter to all Christians out there. It's a topic that stirs emotions and touches the very core of our faith. And I can't wait to explore it with you. So lock in and prepare to embark on the expedition of love, faith, and persuasion as we discuss why Christians should actively witness to non-Christians. Welcome to the Word Made Flesh. Let's jump in. The cornerstone of Christian evangelism lies in the timeless directive known as the Great Commission, found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, which says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even until the end of the age. This passage captures the essence of Jesus' earthly ministry and serves as a guiding light for believers worldwide. In these verses, Jesus gathers his disciples on a mountainside, giving them a significant task to go out and make disciples of people from all nations. This command transcends time and place, resonating through the centuries as a call to action for every follower of Christ. At its core, the Great Commission embodies the biblical basis for evangelism. It affirms that spreading the gospel is not a mere suggestion, but a sacred duty given to all who choose to follow Jesus. It is a resounding affirmation of the far-reaching extent of God's grace. Reaching every corner of the earth, this divine mandate underscores that the message of salvation is meant for everyone, crossing language, culture, and geographic barriers. The call to make disciples of all nations is a charge not only to share the gospel, but also to nurture and guide those who choose to believe it highlights the importance of discipleship in a Christian's life. This task goes beyond just proclaiming. It involves walking alongside new believers, providing guidance, support, and a living example of what it means to follow Christ. Through this discipleship, a strong foundation is established for the growth and maturation of their new found faith. Encouragement emerges as a crucial element in fulfilling the Great Commission. While the Gospel carries inerrant power, its transformative potential often requires a bridge of understanding and empathy. This is where encouragement comes in, gently and respectfully opening hearts and minds to receive the life-changing message of Jesus. It involves actively engaging with others, listening to their questions and concerns, and offering compelling reasons for faith. In the spirit of love and compassion, persuasion seeks to illuminate the path to salvation, inviting others to experience a profound relationship with Christ. In essence, the Great Commission serves as a compass, guiding Christians in their mission to share the gospel. It is a charge to be stewards of God's boundless love. Extend the invitation to all nations and peoples. Through evangelism, believers become vessels of grace, gently leading others to the transformative power of Jesus. This commission is not a burden, but a privilege, a sacred trust to embrace with joy and unwavering devotion. It is a call to be heralds of hope, illuminating the path that leads to eternal life. At the core of Christian faith lies a profound understanding of God's love and boundless compassion for all people, regardless of their beliefs. This foundational concept embodies the very essence of the gospel message, reminding us that God's love extends far beyond our comprehension. At the heart of this message is the unwavering truth that God's love knows no boundaries. It embraces both believers and non-believers, surpassing the labels and division that humans often impose on one another. This divine love is unconditional and all-encompassing, capable of reaching even the most hardened hearts. It invites everyone into the warm embrace of God's grace, emphasizing that no one is beyond redemption or unworthy of his love. Sharing the message of Jesus is fundamentally an expression of love and compassion. It reflects a divine love that has touched the lives of countless believers. Throughout history, when Christians share the good news, they extend a lifeline of hope, offering the opportunity for transformation and reconciliation with God. This act of love mirrors God's own love for humanity, inviting others to experience the profound depths of his mercy and forgiveness. Let's read a couple of scriptures that depict God's desire to save. And of course, let's start with the famous verse, John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Second Peter, 9 the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish but that all should reach repentance God desires that all people come to faith and find salvation by turning towards him and away from sin however He respects the free will of those who resist him. Based on the scriptures I just read during my time in street evangelism, I firmly believe that God's desire was to save every unbeliever I encountered. Rejection did not discourage me. I carried the same gospel message to the next person I met. As Christians, our duty only only to proclaim the gospel, but also to do so with boundless love, compassion, and a sincere desire to witness others experience the transformative power of God's love in their lives. Ultimately, it is through this love and compassion that the world can observe the tangible impact of God's grace and be drawn closer to Him. Sharing the good news lies at the heart of the Christian faith as it embodies the proclamation of the gospel message, a message of hope, redemption, and eternal life. Specifically, the gospel declares that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection have brought salvation to Israel and the entire world. In Hebrew, there are a couple of important words related to discussing good news firstly there is the noun besora which means message or good news then there's the verb basar which means to announce a message or to share good news when this verb is turned into a participle it essentially means someone who announces good news For instance, you can find this word in Isaiah 52, verse seven. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. These terms are often used when discussing victories in battles especially when it pertains to God's triumphant action in saving the day and defeating enemies. Therefore, when you encounter Besorah or Besar in Hebrew texts, it typically refers to the spreading of good news about God's triumphs. First Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 55 through 57. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So in simple terms. These verses are telling us that with faith in Jesus, we don't need to fear death because God has given us a way to triumph over it through Jesus Christ. Even though sin and rules might make it seem scary, it's a message of hope and reassurance for the Christian. The gospel is more than just a historical account. It is a living testimony of God's love and his plan for humanity's salvation. It unveils the depths of God's grace, his readiness to forgive, and his longing for a personal relationship with everyone. The power of the gospel lies in its capacity to mend brokenness, offer purpose and significance, and pave the way for eternal communion with God. Through the gospel, individuals discover forgiveness, redemption, and hope of a new and abundant life. Christians carry a sacred responsibility to share the Good News with others. This duty is firmly rooted in the teachings of Jesus and reinforced throughout the New Testament. It is not a mere choice, but an imperative, reflecting the love and obedience that followers of Christ owe to their Savior. The responsibility to share the gospel extends to all believers as we are all called to be ambassadors for Christ, representing him in the world. St. Corinthians 5.20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Did you notice? God is extending an invitation to unbelievers through believers, inviting and calling them. The verse continues to say, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. In Greek, the word implore means to ask with urgency, with the implication of presumed need. In simpler terms, it means to urgently request something indicating its importance and necessity. God recognizes that every unbeliever is in need of salvation. He chooses to work through a fellow believer, a brother or sister in Christ, to share the good news with these individuals as the instrument in his divine mission. It's not a question of whether that person should repent of their sins and turn to Jesus. It's an urgent necessity. Whether they realize it or not, That's why those who are called to serve as evangelists are filled with an intense passion for winning souls. As this fervor originates from God, the ultimate source of their calling. The role of persuasion in sharing the gospel cannot be emphasized enough. While the gospel carries inherent power, the act of persuasion plays a vital role in helping non-Christians Understand and accept its message. Persuasion involves clear and compassionate communication addressing concerns and doubts and misconceptions that may arise. It aims to bridge the gap between belief and unbelief, gently guiding individuals toward the truth of the gospel. Sharing the good news is not a passive endeavor but an active and loving response to the Great Commission. It is a recognition of the life-changing potential of the gospel and the responsibility Christians have to share it with the world. Through urgent appeals, believers can extend an invitation to experience the profound transformation that comes from embracing the gospel message. In doing so, they participate in a sacred mission, bringing the light of Christ into the lives of those who have yet to hear the good news. Addressing and dispelling misconceptions about Christianity is a crucial aspect of effective evangelism. Many people hold inaccurate or incomplete views about Jesus. And it is the responsibility of believers to engage in respectful dialogue to promote understanding and clear up misunderstandings. Common misconceptions about Christianity often involve stereotypes and misinterpretations. Some individuals may perceive Christians as judgmental or exclusive, while others might have misconstrued the fundamental principles of the faith, it is essential for the Christian to proactively address these misconceptions with humility and patience, recognizing that not all misunderstandings are driven by ill intent. Engaging in respectful dialogue is pivotal in rectifying these misunderstandings. This approach entails active listening and empathetic communication allowing individuals to openly express their concerns and questions. By creating a safe, again, a safe and non-confrontational environment for discussion, Christians can help others feel heard and valued by increasing the likelihood of productive conversations. And when I was involved in street evangelism, I made it a point to always make the persons that I was speaking to feel safe. I come in very unassuming and I didn't raise my voice, didn't get argumentative, no matter what they said about Christianity, about Christ, about the church, whatever it was, I always wanted to maintain an uh, atmosphere of safety. Here are some tips and strategies for effectively persuading others without being forceful or argumentative. And I've used all of these and many, many more. Number one, active listening. By genuinely listening to the concerns and questions of other people, understand their perspective before offering your own. You can learn so much about where people are spiritually just by listening. Empathy. Show empathy and respect for the individual's beliefs and experiences. Recognize that everyone's spiritual journey is unique. The worst thing you can do is criticize someone for what they believe. They can get defensive, angry, or argumentative. And if you get to this point, then you've just canceled out creating a safe space for them to share their heart with you. Number three, clarity. Communicate the gospel message clearly and simply. Try to avoid Christian jargon or complex theological language that may confuse or alienate. In terms of communicating the gospel, I always had go-to scriptures. I used what was called the Romans Road to Glory which is very simply, all have sinned, Romans 3.23, the wages of sin, Romans 6.23, God's free gift, Romans 6.23, and confess Jesus as Lord in Romans 10.9. I memorized those, had them ready to go, and that way I always had a clear path to explain the gospel without becoming too complex. As a matter of fact, when I was doing street evangelism, I rarely even pulled out a Bible. I had a small Bible that fit in my back pocket. And so whenever I would go up to someone I'm gonna share the gospel with, I didn't have a big thick King James Bible ready to quote scriptures to them that they don't probably understand anyway. I just used the Romans road to glory and I found it to be very effective. Number four, personal stories or testimonies. Share personal stories of your own faith journey and how it, impacted your life. Personal testimonies can make the message more relatable and no one can discredit your testimony. They can argue about the accuracy of the Bible or God doesn't exist, but your testimony is your testimony. Number five, respect boundaries. Respect the boundaries of the other person if they express disinterest or discomfort. Do not press further. Evangelism should be a respectful and consensual exchange. A key skill in evangelism is knowing when and how to exit a conversation. The moment you sense this person isn't receptive to the gospel, execute an exit strategy. Number six, answer questions honestly. If you don't know the answer to a question, admit it and commit to finding the answers and give back to them if you can. Honesty builds trust. Number seven, pray, pray, and pray some more. Pray for guidance and for the person you are engaged with. Trust in the Holy Spirit to work in their heart and mind and to trust the Holy Spirit to work in you. Number eight, patience. Recognize that persuasion is often a gradual process. Be patient and understanding and be willing to continue the conversation over time. I remember when I was doing street evangelism, I ministered the gospel to an elderly lady for about two years before she gave her life to Christ. And man, did we all rejoice as a ministry team on that particular day. It was, and also, it was my last day evangelizing their endows before I relocated to another state and it was uh, an incredible encounter. By addressing misconceptions, engaging in respectful dialogue, and employing these strategies, Christians can create an environment conducive and meaningful conversations about faith. The goal is not to force belief but to provide clarity share the message, share the life-changing power of the gospel and allow individuals the space to make informed and heartfelt decisions about their spiritual journey. The impact of converting to Christianity can be incredibly profound, both on an individual level and within the wider scope of communities and societies. It stands as a testament to the power of faith and offers hope to countless individuals, searching for meaning, purpose, and redemption. Beyond the personal transformation, the broader influence of conversion on communities and societies is significant. As individuals undergo a transformation through their faith journey, the positive effects extend to their families, friends, co-workers, communities. Those who have converted often become advocates for compassion, justice, and reconciliation, working to address social issues, alleviating suffering, and promote love and unity. One of the most compelling aspects of conversion is the potential positive change through persuasion. When individuals are approached with the message of Jesus in a loving and compassionate manner, their hearts and minds can open up to new possibilities. As they embrace the gospel, they frequently become active contributors to their communities, nurturing a spirit of love, service, and unity that can lead to collective growth and positive societal change. Think about that impact on your life when you received the gospel for those of you who are believers and how it affected your marriage it may have affected your parenting it affected your business it may have affected your uh, as an employee or how you spoke to somebody at the store it it has such a broad effect on society that it is really incredible the impact of conversion to christianity underscores the transformative power of faith and the limitless potential for positive change. Lord, do we need positive change today. These stories of transformation, whether at an individual or societal level, bear witness to the enduring importance of sharing the good news with others. Through earnest appeals, believers have the chance to be catalysts for change, offering the gift of faith to those in search of it, and inspiring a ripple effect A positive transformation that can touch the lives of countless individuals and entire communities. On a personal note, I cannot adequately convey the profound impact that sharing the gospel had on my own faith in Christ. Through my involvement in an evangelism ministry, I had encounters with God that I believe I wouldn't have experienced Otherwise, witnessing God's salvation firsthand is nothing short of a miracle. And observing lives transformed by the power of the gospel genuinely changes your own life. Addressing skepticism is an essential part of sharing the gospel, as it's crucial to recognize that not everyone will readily embrace its message. Skepticism, doubt, questions are natural reactions when encountering a faith as profound as Christianity. Christians must approach skepticism with empathy and understanding, acknowledging that each person's spiritual journey is unique and personal to them. One key aspect of responding to skepticism is offering guidance on how to address objections with patience and empathy. When confronted with skepticism, it's vital to resist the temptation to become defensive or confrontational. Instead, Christians can listen attentively and approach the conversation with a compassionate heart, genuinely seeking to grasp the concerns and doubts of the other person, providing well-considered respectful responses to objections rooted in scripture and personal testimony. That can be a powerful way to engage in constructive dialogue. Furthermore, emphasizing the importance of continued prayers and support for non-believers is crucial. Christians should remember that it is ultimately God who works in the hearts and minds of individuals. While persuasion has a role in sharing the gospel, it is the Holy Spirit who brings about the transformation. Therefore, maintaining consistent prayers for those who are skeptical or resistant to faith can be a potent way to seek God's guidance and intervention in their lives. Additionally, offering support, friendship, and listening ear can demonstrate the love and acceptance that are central to Christian values, creating an environment where individuals may feel more open to explore matters of faith. Responding to skepticism in the context of sharing the gospel requires a balanced approach of patience, empathy, and prayer. Recognizing that not everyone will immediately embrace the gospel is a realistic perspective that enables Christians to engage with skeptics humbly and empathetically by providing thoughtful responses to objections extending continuous support, and earnestly praying for non-believers, Christians can't exemplify the enduring love and compassion at the core of their faith, trusting that God's transformative work may unfold in His perfect timing. In conclusion, our journey through this episode of The Word Made Flesh has underscored the profound importance of actively encouraging non-Christians to believe in Jesus. We've explored various key points, each highlighting the transformative power of the gospel and the responsibility borne by every Christian. First and foremost, we delve into the biblical foundation for evangelism, drawing from the Great Commission as a divine mandate to share the good news with all nations. This commission reminds us that the gospel is a message of love and redemption meant for every soul on the planet. We've also examined the central role of God's love and compassion in our mission. Understanding that God's love extends to all people, both believers and non believers. We are called to mirror that love by sharing the message of Jesus as an act of compassion, inviting others to experience his grace, his amazing grace. Furthermore, we've discussed how sharing the good news requires addressing misconceptions about Christianity through respectful dialogue and persuasion. Our encounters with skepticism should be met with patience and empathy, recognizing that transformation often takes time. Lastly, it's crucial to emphasize that actively persuading non-Christians to believe in Jesus has a far-reaching impact extending beyond personal salvation. It has the power to positively influence individuals, communities, and societies, fostering unity, compassion, and justice. As we conclude, I encourage each of you to reflect on your own role In this mission of sharing the gospel and extending God's love to others, whether through conversation, acts of kindness or prayer, we can all play a part in the incredible journey of persuading others to embrace the message of Jesus Christ. Let us remember that we are vessels of hope and love called to be instruments of change in a world that yearns for the light of God's grace. Thank you for joining me on this meaningful exploration. And may you be inspired to continue spreading the good news with love, compassion, and unwavering faith. Before we conclude today's episode of The Word Made Flesh, I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you for joining us on this meaningful journey. Your time and attention mean the world to me. And we hope that this exploration of why Christians should actively encourage non-Christians to believe in Jesus has provided you with valuable insights and inspiration. I would love to hear your thoughts and experiences on this topic. Whether you've encountered skepticism, have stories of transformation to share, or possess your own perspective on the importance of sharing the gospel, I invite you to reach out and be part of this ongoing conversation. Your insights can enrich our understanding and inspire others on their faith journey. In closing, I want to leave you with a message of hope and encouragement in a world often filled with uncertainty and division. Remember that the message of Jesus brings with it the promise of hope, redemption, and transformation. Let your faith be a beacon of light and may you find joy and fulfillment in extending God's love to others. Thank you for being a part of our podcast community. And until next time, may you continue to be vessels of grace, sharing the message of Jesus with love and compassion. God bless.